so I have my good buddy here, Justin, again. Because uh, he's a badass. Um, he's like a champion of all the unspoken, unheard people ever in their life. Um, he works hard. He works harder than probably anybody I've ever seen work hard. I've seen my dad, but my dad has purpose behind his work. Where Justin has conviction behind his work, which is different. And so, to me, it means more. And um, he's been... He's been a blessing beyond a blessing just to have around. Like, I don't, I don't know what has gone through his mind that has has uh, brought him into this place where he's at right now. But this last week has been just awesome and amazing, and I wouldn't have wanted anybody else. Um, and so, uh, with that said, I I have one really interesting question to ask you, Justin. Mm-hmm. And it just kind of came to me today. And so, uh, you know, it was something I, I noticed in myself. And I'm, I'm interested. So how do you like to pray? See, that's, that's, that's a really interesting question because praying out loud, I never feel like I, I'm like, I just, it's, and people talk about like, you know, just practice, 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 but it's like, it's like orating, like talking in front of a crowd, you know, it's, yeah, you can practice that until you got it down pat for what everybody else wants. But, but what does that mean for the personal relationship between you and God? So I don't think about what I'm going to pray about. I just let it flow. Just empty, like, quote, empty your mind, but not spiritual. Just, just let it just let it go. Like whatever is, is, is flowing through your brain at the time, whatever thoughts you have, whatever questions that you think you need answered or, or praises that you want to send up, just, you know, don't, don't script it. Don't practice it. Don't recite it. Just, just tell him from your heart, whatever's going on, you know? And that's, that's why I've never offered a lead prayers because it's like, I don't know. It's not that I don't know how to do that because I can certainly give out the the liturgy or whatever. Like, yeah, let's do the same old, same old, you know, Heavenly Father, thank you for this blessed meal that you gave us and having it nourish our bodies. And, and you know, it's like the same stuff I wrote, but that doesn't do anything for me. That doesn't, that doesn't to me give glory. That doesn't seem real. Does that answer your question or should I try to elaborate a little bit better? Okay, I'm going to ask in a different way. When you pray to God, do you ask him to do things on your behalf? Not to intercede, okay? Because there's a difference when it can only be him. Like, God, I need you to move this car off my child because I can't pick it up. Or I need you to stop this storm before it blows my boat over or I need you to, you know, like fill in the kind of blank there. Like mm-hmm. I need you to stop the meteorite from striking the earth and destroying all of humanity. No, I mean, the most that I petition God for is just to give me a sign to let me know that I'm doing the right thing, that I'm going in the right direction, that, 
that I am in fact following his will. And I guess that's not necessarily true either. If I, I give it a little moment of thought because what I, what I do is if it's your will, then let this be the way that it is. Like, you know, I want, let's say I wanted to apply for a supervisor position at work or whatever. Like I wanted to go up the, up the ladder. I wouldn't say something along the lines of, you know, give me this position or move their hearts and, and, and get me a better standing to do this thing. But if it's your will, let your will be done and have this happen. Okay. Because I already know wherever God wants me is where he's going to put me and I can struggle and fight against it and come back out of the land of Canaan going, there's giants there and they'll crush us like grasshoppers. Or I can go with God and know that nothing can stand before me. So I'd much rather know that he is with me than try to do something without him. Okay. Let me try to word it again. Let's say there's a struggle in your life. You are now married. Mm -hmm. Not anything past whatever. I don't want to bring that up. I'm just, you're married now. Right. And now you're having an issue with your wife. Mm -hmm. Let's say um, she doesn't listen to you. Okay. Like you ask her to do things and she doesn't do them. Whatever they are. You know, I asked her to do the dishes and she hasn't done the dishes in 17 years. How do you pray to God about that? That's actually a lot easier to answer. Mm -hmm. Because for me, it's it's a test. It's a matter of, are you going to be patient enough with this commitment you made to see it through? And so I'll just ask him to to help strengthen me and give me the patience to work through that issue. Which I don't think is is too much like because uh, I know we're not supposed to petition God. We're not to be like make it rain gold on me, Lord. <laughs> that's that's not how this works. That's that's not how it was ever designed. Because He will hear your cries, mm -hmm. as He hears the cries of the widows and the orphans, and then uh -huh. He will act against those. You know, mm -hmm. the same with as we found in Exodus after they get the the Torah sent to them, uh -huh. they were they were given the Torah, but. I feel like everything in life is just a means of testing your resolve, your faith and, and seeing what you will do. Cause you, you know, it's your wife. You made a commitment to be with this person for better or worse, whether or not you have the marriage ceremony and you stand up between, you know, family, friends, countrymen, there's, there's still that, that impression that, you know, you swore an oath before God. And that is, that is substantial. I don't care what anybody says. That's that's big stuff. You don't you don't use the Lord's name in vain. You don't swear an oath by Him and then back out of it. So, so I think it's just you know a matter of for me for me it's just just give me give me the will the patience the whatever it is that I feel I'm lacking that I know you can strengthen me in in order to help me through this struggle I'm having and I guess. That's kind of like your question, right? Like, how do you pray to God? Do you ask him for things when you're struggling with things, right? 
you answered my question a long time ago, and I'm just sitting here nodding on my head, just in my own brain. Sorry, um, I don't, I don't. That sounds rude, but um, so I sent you a message today, right? Mm-hmm. Do you remember what I wrote you? Uh, I could paraphrase it, or I can look it up. But yeah, you it's, just look it up. It's take you four, four seconds. Yeah, it's just a yeah. I, it's buried under all the gifts. <laughs> yeah. Just find the first block of text because I don't <laughs> respond for two weeks. <laughs> yeah. God give me. Uh, hmm. Mm-hmm. So um, one of the biggest things I noticed for me, uh, especially, and I, I just wanted to, to, to compare it to you, and, and it's true. So um, I used to pray, and I see it in friends as well, that you pray like we used to pray. I used to pray, you know. God, give me the uh, wisdom, right, uh, mm-hmm. to to make this decision, or um, God instill in me a heart, you know, so that I'll, you know, I can have empathy for this, or, you know, um, God, give me eyes to see, you know. Mm-hmm. But it's always give me, you know. There's no, there's no. Uh, I don't even I don't even know the word for it. It's just it's 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 a selfish prayer. Really, what is it, it what it is because I'm not praying that I be resolved like God I I want you to show me where I'm failing at this, you know, or God I need you to refine me. Right? Mhm. Where I'm I'm not petitioning him to do something like on my behalf of something I know that I'm supposed to do now. I'm on on myself. Mm. And so, you know, when your wife has given you problems, you don't ask him to change her. You don't ask, you know, for her to have some kind of revelation. You're like, "Father, where where am I messing this up at? What what do I need to do?" And that's totally, that's like, that that whole thought process just swims upstream against, you know, 30 years of praying. <laughs> and, you know, I, I had a friend this morning, you know, and we kind of, we were just kind of talking things through. And it was really interesting to hear him, you know, he's he's sitting there and he's like, you know, God, I need you to give me you know, the wisdom and you got, I need you to give me, and then I need you to give me. And it, it totally removes him from the, uh, the equation. Right. And I'm sitting there like, you know, no offense, don't want to throw God under the bus on this one, but that's something you can do. You can go learn about what you need to do. You can go make the hard decision. I think, I think at this point in my life that making that hard decision is what he wants to see. And then he wants to see what I do with it because I can't, I can't explain all the blessing that's happening all around me all the time. Now, you know, the small and the large (laughs) that it seems like my prayer life has uh, completely backfolded on itself. And now my prayers are, you know, you, you are the potter and I'm the clay, go ahead and beat me into the, the shape. And then, I pray to you that I keep that shape, you know? Right. And I wanted, I wanted to see that, what, what that was for you, because I'm sure 
I, I was I was absolutely certain, honestly, that you were going to you were going to agree in that in that sense, like you were going to say it. And I was like, I knew he was going to say that. Like I just had to wait long enough and say it in eight eight different ways, and then it is the truth. It's the truth. Like there's you you your prayer life even reflects the expectation that's placed upon you. Yeah, I mean that's not to say though that when things are especially especially hard, I, I haven't asked him to take that burden away from me. Yeah, because. I am of the flesh. I'm weak. I'm not capable of of doing everything that is expected of me. But when it gets to be too much, too heavy, it's like I, God, I can't do this. I'm sorry. I I can't, and I need you to just alleviate some of this, mm-hmm. please. But I guess that that kind of also follows the same line of thought that you were just laying down, and that. You know, it's it's never it's never a fault with with God. It's it's never, you know, give 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 me 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 me. It's it's for me. It's always just like I'm struggling with this thing, and I need you to prop me up in it. I'm not strong enough to do this thing. I need you to take it away, or and even with taking it away, it's like if it's your will, if it's something I have to walk through, I have to walk through it, and I don't like it, mm-hmm. but you gotta do what you gotta do you know mm-hmm. um but if we look at matthew uh yeah matthew 6 verses we'll start at verse 8 why not uh therefore do not be like them for your father knows what you need before you ask him mm-hmm. this, this is messiah right in matthew mm-hmm. then this or this then is the way you should pray our Father who was in the heavens, let your name be set apart. Let your reign come. Let your desire be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Mm-hmm. And do not lead us into trial, but deliver us from the wicked one, because yours is the reign and the power and the esteem forever. Amen. And that's that's just a model for, you know, if you were to go through and dissect this, it's just a model for how it is that you should go before the Father and, and that in the first place you establish who you're praying to, you know, first commandment, I am the Lord your God, you will have no gods before me. Mm-hmm. And then emphasize that his name is the set-apart name, that this isn't just some petty thing that you're coming to him for. And acknowledge that, you know, you want his reign, you want him to to cover you as you cover those under you, you know, put him in that vertical alignment as the rabbi likes to say, Mm -hmm. you know, first and foremost, and then everything descends from there. Let your desire be done on earth as it is in heaven. Let, like I was, you know, like I was saying, let your will be done, whatever it is that your plans are, what, what you see needing to happen. Let that be the case. And, And don't let me get in the way. Mm-hmm. You know, that's I mean, that's how I feel. I just don't let me get in the way of what needs to be done because free will is fine and dandy, but more often than not, I'm going to mess it up. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. That's that's the only part where you're asking him to give you anything. And it's not even like give me give me give me it's you know 
There's a way to explain this, and it basically comes down to rationing. Like, you have God has made a covenant with his people that he has promised us to do certain things, and in return, we will do certain things. So, part of that, I mean, you said that backwards. Yeah, I did, but yeah. go ahead and clarify that. No, yeah, so we're to do things and then he'll do things. He says, I will be your Elohim if you do what I say. So the expectation is on us. Right. Sorry, I just wanted to No, sure. no, you're, yeah. you're absolutely right. Yeah. That is... Yeah, he's not going to do things and then wait on you to do what you're supposed to do. He's, I mean... Maybe in his perspective, that's what's happening, you know, mm -hmm. but that's not in ours for sure. No, you know? and I guess I'm looking at this from uh, Abraham, Abraham Avram to uh -huh. now, like, I'm going to do this for you. Yeah. And then comes Moshi, because I have done this for your fathers, you will do this for me. Uh -huh. Not necessarily like that, like, because I did this, you're going to do this, but it's just the grand scheme of things. It's an agreement. Yeah. Well, that's what a covenant yeah, is. Yeah, that's why. I think that's why Yeshua can sit there and say, give us our daily bread. Because mm -hmm. we were, you know, you said you were going to, you know, so like, why you got to worry like the, the trees and then you know, birds and they go and they do whatever they do. So, right. And maybe that even goes back to mana from heaven because they made bread from mana. Yeah. They didn't have to whine about it. It was still going to come. Right. Mm -hmm. So that may very well just be a reminder of. He is going to provide for you mm -hmm. no matter what. Mm -hmm. And a double portion before the Sabbath. <laughs> Always double portion. And <laughs> verse 12 is huge. And forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Because if not the second, then the first means nothing. If right? we don't forgive yep. the people that have transgressed us and hurt us, yeah. how can we expect God to forgive us when we have gone against him? You know, we violate our contract every time we sin, quote unquote, when we transgress against him. We violate our contract. We violate the covenant. But if we can demonstrate that we are willing to forgive, then he will forgive us. But it's yeah. not just forgiveness and repentance. It's stop doing that thing that you were doing that was a transgression upon me. Show remorse for it. And... Fix the problem. Fix yourself. And do not lead us into trial, but deliver us from the wicked one, because yours is the reign and the power and the esteem forever. Amen. Which just sums it up all nicely. Don't let us be tempted in our own earthly ways. And right. That's yeah. be reminded always that yeah. you are the everything. Yeah. So. Yeah, people like to think, oh, yeah, he's, he's, he's in the bushes. He's going to get you. <laughs> Is that bush on fire? No. It's, oh. it's oh the other guy. Yeah, he's, he's it's the other guy. The one who's going because to because they can't they can't they possibly can't be yourself. Yeah, yeah. But I feel like that's that's a spirit that's inside of us. Mm -hmm. You know, Paul Shovel he talks about that later, but yeah. So, you know, it's not like Hasatan's like over there like yo. Just, well, I mean, I'm gonna, it's I'm it's gonna three, it's, it's deliver us. Oh gosh, I mean, we could deliver no. Just deliver us from ourselves. Yes. Like, yeah, from ourselves. I, I think we were talking about this earlier. I am my own worst enemy, my own worst critic. Yeah. You know, I'm the worst thing for me. Yeah. Because I'm bad. <laughs> I am. That's because you know. Yeah. The 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 depth of your your transgression. Yeah. Yeah. And then, of course, you know, you take it serious. Doesn't everybody? Not everybody. 
Some people, I mean, I guess that's why there's wickedness in the world. I just assumed that, you know, people not necessarily were conscious or self-conscious of it, but would realize her or had some kind of a moral compass to go off of. I don't care if that sounds callous, bro. That's that's how I feel about it. I just assumed that people would be decent. Why? Why else? <laughs> I mean, that, that's a rabbit hole. I ain't, I ain't, I'm not falling for that trap. <laughs> that's a trap. It's not a that's, trap. That's a trap. That's not a trap. That's, it's an expectation. It's a tra- yeah. You on humanity. It's not well. Yeah. yeah where did I get this impression from? Uh, okay, that comes from a deep place inside yourself where you, you know, I mean, later in life, you start to slowly learn it, especially in your 30s. Hopefully, by then, we would expect you to start to notice that everybody around you isn't you. True. I have definitely come to this realization several times over and been disappointed several times over. Yeah, and so, you you know, it's normal. It's like, it's totally normal for you to have the expectation of other people of yourself on them. So I wouldn't do that. Why would they do that to me? Yeah. Yeah. Except for we're in the minority. So is this why we have a world full of transgressions against God? Because obviously God's not going to go against us just because whatever, right? Like there's probably a better way of saying that it's, God's not going okay. No. Let's, <laughs> try again. let's go back try again. to Yeshua and his parables. A father's not going to give his his son a stone when his son asks for bread. Right? Like, Dad, I'm hungry. May I have some bread? Here's a rock. <laughs> Chew on that. That's that's not the nature of God as I understand it. Yes. As yes, but you're walking like not entirely like when i don't think any of us are entirely yet but we're trying to walk in his ways right oh yeah yeah Uh, so so there's that part right where we start to show as a child that we're learning and we're trying okay good because you know like i i understand some people like to say you know like you know you, you can't you can't put the humanity into your father but you know, in in that same token, it's right there in, in in Genesis that we're made in His image, and so I don't think it's unfair at some points to ascribe your heavenly Father like you would be a father or a mother to your child. You know, when when my children are finally aspiring to do what I ask them to do, that makes me happy. Mm-hmm. So I don't think it's a far cry or a jump. That he's happy when you're trying to do what he said and to do, right? It would make sense. Yeah, it would. It, I mean, at least for me, it would make sense. And so, I mean, actually, we could take that a step further. Mm. So hold that thought. Why does he say specifically, I am a jealous Elohim? Is that just to get people to understand on a human level? Or is it that, you know, when your kids favor somebody more than they do you, like, oh, no, we love... We love Uncle Billy Bob Josen more than we do you, Dad. He's more. Does, he, does that not make you like just burn a little inside? Like, well, wait a minute now. Look at all these things I've done for you. Yeah, I've had to to discipline you, but it's all been for your own good. And yet, Joe Schmo over there, and you like him more than me for what? 
Maybe I don't want to do nice things anymore. Maybe we don't go to Dairy Queen anymore. Is that salty, bro? <sighs> hey, maybe. But yeah, bit. okay. But it's not like okay. Yeah, like we. So he's he's not a he's not like a four year old. Okay, you know, jealousy is a, a very immature um, emotion, as we understand it. Yeah. No. I mean. It, yeah. Okay. Is it is it unnatural? Like you could go to the to the mature part of it, you know, and say is it's not unnatural for you to um, be the opposite of empathetic, right? Mm-hmm. When you know your children show affection to another, you know, mm-hmm. so so you know, like you're like, dang, but that moment you want to take for yourself. That I I wanted that I don't want to feel that through them I want I wanted that moment instead, right? And I think that's what I was trying to go. Yeah, for, yeah, no, I yeah. I don't have kids, so I don't know. Uh, well, I mean, you 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 feel that like even with you know other other people and things, you know, when you wanted to share something really cool with your bud, you know, and then they did it with somebody else. Oh, uh, okay, nope. Yeah, I got you. I'm yeah, and, yeah. It's that's that's like the the same kind of thought process behind there. So, you know. He's not he's not an immature person for sure. I mean, gosh, look at all the stuff around us. You know, like I think if he was immature, you know, we'd have like uh particular things in other places that would be more hilarious. Like, could you imagine like a real Balchinian, you know, and you'd have to look at that all like it already makes you laugh. So clearly he's not immature and those are in the right place. So Yeah, but no I, to be a little bit more mature about the example, if God was immature then the whole camp of Israel wouldn't swallow it up instead of the one guy. Yeah. Like, right. oh, to blow it up. No, he's just. Yeah. Yeah. It's just rather than testing Moses saying, uh, you know what? I'm just going to just gonna wipe those guys out. I can't believe that they're doing this and they're, they're just everything I've done and all the wonders I've shown them. I'll make a nation out of you instead. You and me, buddy. We, we got this. We don't need all of them. So no, it's not jealousy in the human sense, in the human understanding, in the very limited capacity that I have to know it. And I'll admit that every time because mm-hmm. I don't think I explain the nature of God very well because mm-hmm. I don't know. I know what the book says to an extent, but I have more study on more study on more study on more study to do. If I have another 50 years of breath in my body, then I got another 50 years of Torah study. Mm-hmm. And maybe I'll have an idea before I get called home. Mm-hmm. I hope. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, or it could be tomorrow, bro. No, I'm just saying that I hope I have a better understanding before I get called, whenever that is. Yeah. Which is why Torah study is an everyday thing. Yeah. Well, it, that's, yeah. You need to you need to engross yourself in what he expects of you. Mm-hmm. Or you won't understand him. Right. You know, and you can't, you can't, uh, you can't expect or or even honestly share to people the inner joy you have coming into to Shabbat, like into into the Sabbath. You know, it's you could tell people, but the the real part of it is like there's no words to explain like what that is and how that feels and the expectation you have all week. You know, mm-hmm. like you just. Come on, go faster, son, right? 
like you, you need to go down faster because this is this is my time now. I'm gonna we're gonna we're gonna get together. We're gonna hang out. We're gonna talk. We're gonna think things through. We're gonna finally just like decompress and throw the whole freaking world into the trash can today because I'm done with that thing. Yeah. I hate it. Yeah. Why am I here? Take yeah. me out of that. I won't be in this. It's just like I was saying to you, like a half hour before before sunset is. <laughs> I can feel it. Yeah, it's I can feel the week just melting away. Mm-hmm. So I can just, I can feel everything that has happened up to this point becoming less and less important. And I know before Shabbat, going into it, that it's all going to be there after Shabbat. But during Shabbat, I don't think about anything. Mm-hmm. It's like I, <laughs> I have what to do on Monday? Nothing. What? What's Monday? Let me check off uh, nothing on my to-do list today. I got nothing to do. (laughs) And people might argue, but isn't studying Torah and worshiping God something? No. I guess we can segue into into talking into this. So I got to talk about that today, which was really nice. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So um, I, I, I don't know if you've heard me, so I'll just ask you. So... Um, you know, six days he quote unquote worked, right? Mm-hmm. And then, you know, that seventh day he rested, right? Yeah. Okay, but what is what is your understanding of that? Like we're if you if you were to describe it and not use the word work, what did he do for six days? Really? Because it, like it's not like he puts on, you know, he got his business suit, he's gotta get his tie on, he's gotta he, have his practice. So what did he do those six days? Oh, I would have to say for six days, he, the thought in my mind is he did something, Mm -hmm. but that's not even quite necessarily what he did. Cause like, (laughs) okay. To find something like, what do you mean? Something. Okay, cool. So uh, let me, let me take you down this road. This one was, this one's good. So, Six days, he imposed his will. Mm. And then on that last day, he let go. If God was capable of worrying about deadlines for six days, he worried about deadlines. And then on the seventh day, it didn't matter. And that sounds so stupid. It's it's understandable to somebody. I don't know who that is. Maybe it'll be you in like 10 years. You're sitting there going, oh, I got all of these deadlines. I'm just going to listen to my podcast. Oh, yeah. God didn't have any deadlines on the seventh day. Yeah. And so it was really beautiful to talk to that because, you know, uh, a coworker was like, well, what do you do? What do you mean? What do I do? I don't eat pork. That's what I do. (laughs) (laughs) Like, what do you do on the day? Well, you know, I just uh, live in the closet. (laughs) Now I was like, okay, well, let me, like, I explained that to him. I'm like, look, you know, so because, okay, so typically, typically, like, especially coming from, like, you know, Pastor Matt. Like he would teach on that and, you know, he like, ah, I've been to Israel, you know, and, and, you know, the Jews, they just, man, they just, they just miss it, man. You know, they just don't get it, you know, and th- no one will push the the elevator button, 
you know, they won't they won't use the elevator. But unless you come over and you push the button or, you know, you flip on the switch for the lights or, you know, blah, blah, blah. Right. Mm. And he teaches it as a matter of fact of like, you know, the the Jews, they think that that's a sin. You know, like, OK, now it's, it's a it, we're breaking Torah now we're breaking God's God's command to not work. So he thinks that that's classified as work. And I'm like, no. You ever spent one day where you didn't impose your will? How about this? Why don't you spend a Saturday, okay, in the morning and go for a walk of you just enjoying his company if it's not something that you do. And then when you come up to a crosswalk, you don't push that button. Instead, you wait until it's safe to walk or you wait until you know that's the time that you would walk with the flow of traffic if that button was pressed, but you don't make everybody wait and stop for you. You just kind of go with the flow. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. That's, that's So you were like, okay, look, I was going to go downstairs. I'm, I'm on the second floor, you know, my hotel, but I didn't really want to inconvenience anybody by pushing the button. Mm-hmm. So what did I do? I walked the stairs. Oh, you're going down? So you, you were going to do it anyways? Hey, I don't care if it goes up. Let's see where this goes. Right. Yeah. And I, you know what? That that just focusing on that last thing you said. Mm-hmm. Let's just see where it goes. Yeah, let's see where if it goes. that is not the most perfect way of describing what God did on Shabbat on the seventh day, I don't know what is. Oh, he knew where it was going. <laughs> but that's, that's not the point. Yeah. It's... Hands off. Let's see this thing play out now. Yeah, okay. I did all of these things for six days, and now it's the seventh day, and I'm just going to let it. I'm just going to let it happen. Yeah. Yeah. Not not let's see where this goes, but I'm just going to let it happen. Mm -hmm. And to try, no, not even to try, but to be given the chance to emulate God in any way, shape, or form, especially in the end all be all of. I'm just going to let this happen. Yeah. That's the point. Yeah. That's what it's all about. Yeah. Like that, that one gives me so much peace. Like you can't reach out and move a boulder or push a mountain over, but you know what you can do that God did? You can just let it happen. Mm -hmm. Watch it play out. Yeah, for sure. You know, and like, of course, like, okay, your ox falls into a ditch, right? Okay, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to pull it out because life is valuable. Yeah. Yeah. It's not because it costs me money, because because life is valuable. You're going to save life. Right. I mean, let's... I mean, let's what's the purpose do... of, of Torah is to keep you safe? I mean, give me a break. Like, if something is unsafe, you're going to go and, and make sure that it's safe. Yeah. So... To preserve l- it. Look at this, okay? Your... Your your ox falls into a ditch mm-hmm. on Shabbat. You and your neighbor and the guy walking down the street, you all get together and you pull that ox out of the ditch. Because life is important. It's mm-hmm. precious. It's valuable. It has worth. Same situation, different possession. Your wallet falls into a ditch. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> no that, that's it just oh well you're not gonna ask the guy walking down the street or your neighbor to like hey help lower me into this pit so that i can get my wallet <laughs> why are you imposing your why don't you just maybe that your wallet fell was supposed to happen 
Maybe because the guy walking down the street is going to treat you to lunch and you're going to find out that he's going through some stuff and he just didn't have anybody else to talk to. And you were supposed to be the one to talk to him. Instead, you go jumping down a hole to get your wallet and he walks on past and goes off and never realizes that there was anybody he could have ever talked to, whatever. And, you know, maybe that was the chain of events that led him to making the ultimate decision that it wasn't worth it. Mm hmm. Just think about that. <laughs> Just I, that you know? I think too much as you know, too much butterfly effect has been going on for like the last month to just even discount that thought. Like I'm like, yeah, totally. You know, there has been times like I'll I'll go with that with the wallet. There have been times where I'm like, no wallet today. What? No, you said no wallet. Okay. I don't plan on buying anything anyway. Yeah, no wallet this time though. You can't, you can't have it. Okay. You know, like even like it was, it was two days, you know, out in, uh, out in Cleveland and like no wallet. I'm not going to be tempted. You know, there was never even a like opportunity, you know, but it was like, no wallet. And it gets me to thinking, you know, things always have purpose. He always has a, a, a design, a feature, you know, it's not, it's, it's not a, uh, it's not a bug, right? It's a feature. So you know, that's on purpose. Why? Well, sometimes you don't know until you're in the moment. Mm -hmm. You never, you're never going to know until you're in the moment. Hold on to it and then find out, find out where, where that's going. That's going to absolutely take you, you know? I mean, we can go back to people in general, our children and God absolutely is the father. How many times as a kid do you remember, or even as a father now with your own children? Don't worry about it. You don't need that. Mm -hmm. Or even, you know, just just trust me. It's going to be fine. We're going to go off and do this thing. And it's going to be fine. And it's like, well, but I, I could do these things to prepare for it. No. No, stop. Just just listen to me. Mm -hmm. and, and do as I have told you to. And trust that I'm going, not necessarily that I'm going to, but that it is going to be okay. Yeah. yeah. And in my life, it always has been. Yeah. It always comes down to that that real level trust, you know. Yep. And there's always that double portion right there, right next, right next to Shabbat. It's it's right there. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe he's been providing it for like years and years and years, and that's why you have just so much accumulated wealth. Yeah, when he finally calls, because you're you. going to hit this dry spell. You don't even know. Because you weren't paying seven. attention. Mm -hmm. You have these dreams, and you don't know. Yeah, seven years. You know, it's coming through. And this is going to happen on this year. And this is going to happen on this year, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that wouldn't happen if your brothers didn't throw you in a pit, right? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. You know, it's it, it's 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 great. It's beautiful. They would know? have all perished. <laughs> right? I mean, think about like it. Like, they had to throw him in the pit. Think about it. And he's like, like thank you for throwing me in the pit. Shabbat shalom, brothers. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's, that's it right there. And that's a shame that it's not taught so much in the Shah focused teachings. You know, I don't want to call it Christianity. Um, you don't, you don't study Joseph and what happened. You don't, you don't get the Dianu. You don't oh, get yeah, the Shalom. Sure. You don't yeah. get, you don't get any of that. Like, yeah. What, what does Dianu mean, Justin? Yeah. Dianu. It was enough. It is enough. It will be enough. It's enough. 
You'd be struck dead right here and now. Diana. Like, during this recording. Yeah, Diana. And everything I have been given from on high was more than enough. Mm-hmm. More than enough. It's not a ledger with checks and balances and, and credits and debits. It's everything I've gone through and everything I've received has made me who I am today. And that gives me the ability to do more for others. And that's enough. Mm-hmm. And if I have the ability to do more, then that was enough. But if I don't have the ability to do more, then that was enough. Mm-hmm. Whatever it is, it's, it's always enough. Yeah. It's always enough mana on Friday for Saturday. <laughs> it's important. Yeah. It's important. Yeah, Cal- Calories don't count on Shabbat, too, by the way. You know. <laughs> no, because he lifted on the eighth day. <laughs> Had to bulk up for that run. It's like, oh, so much spaghetti. I'm going to run a marathon, a little... <laughs> Little two thousand K, twenty. Yeah, just like wow. (laughs) (laughs) I can't even take it serious. You're not supposed to. It's so like it's hilarious, and then you know, like everybody else, you know, it's just like they're in a rat race. They're just like ah ah oh god no. Ah, uh, gotta uh, collect all the mana. I need, I need enough for tomorrow because it's not gonna fall. He's, he's, he's not gonna provide for tomorrow, and it just rotted away. Mm-hmm. Just rotted away. Like, think about it. Think about it. Everybody, all time, you go to El Taco, you get a Fiesta pack, you get a couple tacos, a few burritos, you take it home, you put it in the refrigerator. What happens? You throw it away a week later. You don't eat it. You don't go back to that meal. It rots. But what about the people who are sitting there on the corner just pushing a shopping cart or just hiding in the bushes trying to, you know, just keep out of the way to hide their nakedness? Why don't you walk up to them? Like, hey, I don't know why I have this extra food, but... No, not even. I don't know why. I know why. Don't even. Don't even. No, know I know why. This food is for you. Exactly. So That's I what have these burritos and these tacos. This Would is, you like them? This is for you. Like, you know, if they say no, they say no. Yeah. But I've never encountered a situation where I have gone up to somebody who I thought might have been hungry and have them say, no, "I'm good, thank you, though." <laughs> and you know what? Here's in, the sad the, part. Here's but in this- the trust moment, though. Huh? Where you, when you're trusting, because because there's those other times you're like you're at your dinner table, whatever. It's not like you. you that's took different. Your, yeah, but you, that's what I'm saying. There's yeah. there's a there's a difference level. There's you're like okay, so I did the thing and I had some lunch, you know, but I ate out, you know, and it's just like, man, this is really bad. Like I I'm not gonna finish this. I'm not gonna get all super bloated and fat for this. So who do you want me to take it to? Right? Mm-hmm. That's where that goes. You know, like we were having lunch. What was it? It was Tuesday? Tuesday or Wednesday? Tuesday. You and I? Yeah. Yeah, Tuesday? it was yeah, it was Tuesday. And I you know, I don't I don't like to say stuff in in the moment, you know, but it's like we finished eating, we had all this like you know, we combined all the fries, you know, like the, the freaking like the it, nine potatoes. Just like a half pound of potato wedges. <laughs> I swear they were great. 
they were really great. It was just like, you know what, dude? Uh, uh-uh. like if I eat that, that's, that's four more pounds around my waist. Right. And so, you know, I remember we packed it up and, you know, I got in the car and I was just like, he's like, yo, you need to wait. And I was like, I know I'm, I'm going to go wash my window. He was like, yeah, but you're going to wait. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm going to wash the window. And then, you know, like we waited that moment and that dude walked up. Right. Mm-hmm. Like that's, that was, that was it. And I was like, yeah, just give him the, this is for him. That's who I was waiting for. Yeah. Right. It's like, I did, I don't know where he is. I know he's going to be here. Though. Yeah. Right. It's, 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 it's right here. Yeah. I'm looking for him. Where yeah. is, where is he? And he comes over and he sits down right there at the end of the pump station that we were at. As you're watching him, I'm like, yep, there it is. There it is. Yeah. I knew it. Yeah. No. Yeah. It was, it was, yeah, no hesitation. That's the guy. That's this is a, this is for him. Yeah. That's for you. And you know it's for him because he was like, yeah, cool. Yeah, I'm gonna rest a little bit more. Right. <laughs> I've been in the sun all day. I'm gonna enjoy this. This is gonna be great. Yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. I'm. I, I need some fries. You know, and it's only after the fact that I think to myself, man, I should have gone back in that store and got him a, a drink or something, some water, a soda, or whatever. Right. I and it. Yeah, I, I feel like I was supposed to give more. Right. Yeah. yeah. Like I should have gave more. I have plenty. Let me I share. To, I need to give more. Like I need to give more. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what? Hmm. Diane. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Something that nobody just even understands whatsoever. Like that, that like I had to learn what Diana was. You know, a song during Passover. It's just a song. Yeah. Exactly. And they're like, oh, you know, these guys, they just kind of, you know, they dance around and they say like one word and you know, it's just weird. I'm like, it's because you don't know what the word means. I mean, yeah, the Jews, they missed the point. Yeah. It's just, it's just like, what? It's, what? Okay. <laughs> like, missed the point. Yeah. Like, I, man, I'd love to just pound into it later, but it's just like, you know, gosh, I, I had to, rem- I had to remind some people. I'm like, you know, without those people, you wouldn't even have your book. So you need to, you need to back off a little bit about that. Where, where does Messiah come from? I don't remember. I think, I think on the third day he lifted. Where does Messiah come from? <laughs> I know it's a tiny, tiny, tiny little piece of land that's highly contested now, and and you know it's commonly thought of for that reasons. But but where does he come from? <laughs> um, from the land of David, right? And David was was a uh, oh god, who was David? Was, was, he was, was a, he the guy that gave me my burritos a, at a, Del Taco? Amalekite, right? He was an Amalekite. I don't know. I think he gave me burritos at El Taco. Yeah, like, no, yeah, yeah. that's right. He was the king of Israel. I remember now. It's easy to forget him. It's really easy to forget. It comes from the line of, yeah, yeah, right. And and you know, it's it's totally it's totally missed. It's like that's really important. That's extremely important. Yeah. You know, you can't you can't be outwardly focused, and you don't need like I didn't know I was doing it until it was just like. Okay, time to get smacked upside. What the, dude? Everything has been flipped upside down. Mm. You know, now it's all like everything is me focused, not like selfish me. Like, you need to work on this. You need to do this. Yep. This has to change in you. You need to go to this. This these this isn't happening because you need to do this, and this this isn't you. You got to do this. This is you know, and so, you know, like dang. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Dianu. <laughs> but I can say it now. Yeah. And that's like, that's what I want. Like, yeah. You know, like, I, man, you know, 
eight months ago, I'd look up at the moon at nighttime and I'd get anxious. I just like, that is crazy. There's this ball spinning out there and it's a rock. <laughs> like, I know what that is now. Like, I really know what that is. And, you know, who, who put that out there? Yep. You know, and like, dang. And that took a long time to just come into that, 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 that fear, the real fear, the real reverence, you know, it's not too like, you're like, huh? but like the word, yo. the word awesome, right? Like, like really awesome. What does awesome mean? Cause people throw it around all the time. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, that's awesome. No, 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 no. What awesome means is awe inspiring. That's awesome. That's what awesome is. Yep. You know, it's, it's give me some awe. Awesome. <laughs> Yeah. So, and let me, let me, let me go ahead and throw you for a spin on this one. Hmm. That same gigantic rock out in the void of the heavens, right? Mm -hmm. So you're looking up at that and you're standing on a much larger rock. <laughs> exactly. That's in the same vicinity. Yeah. And then immediately under your feet might very well be sand. Just a bunch of tiny rocks. And these details were each carved out specifically by the creator. Well, don't, don't forget you're you're floating around a nuclear fission bomb. I try to forget <laughs> that as much as I can. <laughs> no, but you're, you're a giant bomb right. out there. Just it's a huge nuclear reactor sitting out there. It's just like it's if, we, a if we were two feet to the left closer, <laughs> we would be dead. Two feet further away to the right, and we would be dead. It was just too hot, too cold. You know, they like to call it the Goldilocks zone because this one's just right. But how did this happen? Were you telling me it's just random chance? <laughs> like, we just happened to be lucky enough, fortunate enough to be placed in an, in orbit on a rock with another rock around it? That doesn't let our surface be completely consumed with water and that it it comes in and then it goes away and then it comes like, come on, get, get, get out of here. Get out of here with that. And you know what? Let's just say that mathematically it comes out randomly. But who wrote the laws that mathematics have to follow? <laughs> I don't care how you look at it, dude. It all comes to the creator. Yeah. Everything, no matter which avenue you want to use to explain it, comes back to him. Yeah. And that's the only logical way I can see it. Yeah. But I feel like I'm getting impassioned because I don't yeah. like dumb people. I really that's, don't. They're not dumb. You should you should let that one go. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, people, just, you know, they're like, I was there too. There's, there's like a veil. You know, no, let's, you're yeah. right. Cause this just goes back to an earlier thing. Like you can't expect you and everybody else. I didn't create them. I did not make them in my image. Right. Yeah. So who am I to expect them to follow in, in my, my mold and my pattern? I'm nobody. Mm -hmm. That's damn dude. You're, you're good. You're good. <laughs> you're good at what you do. You're good. You are really good at what you do. Just, <laughs> Sit in this chair, talk to this microphone, listen to me and respond, and I'll do the same. And look at where we are now. Like, <laughs> I'm unscrewing the inscrutable. <laughs> we were, before this recording, we were talking about, I was talking about, I was like, oh, 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 self-conscious, you ever been self-conscious? Like, well, what do you mean? Like, just, just like, just self-doubt stuff. And it's like, man, everybody is. 
and everybody isn't. And there's nobody like me. So why should I expect them to be? <laughs> mind blown. <laughs> I'm not here to mind blow you, man. I'm no. Like to, to destroy your brain. It's not what it is. It's it's the, the realization that the thing that you have been doing isn't wrong, but it's also not the right way to perceive it. No, for sure. Yeah. So I would I would venture to say that it absolutely is wrong because I know what's right now. Um well, I didn't mean in the walk. I meant in, in the self-critical thinking. Oh, for sure. All of it. Yeah. All of it. Yeah. Yeah. It, I mean, you know, if if you don't if you don't self-criticize um you're you're in for a rude awakening because um you know, like I like to deal, like I deal with absolutes. And so going to my book and reading it and knowing that it's absolutely right and true and that he is absolutely right and true, then anything outside of, of that I know is wrong. Mm -hmm. And so it's comforting to know that he's the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. <laughs> like that's, that's extremely comforting, you know, there's something to be said for consistency. Yeah, but I can base I can base everything off of that instead of like what I would like to say is moral relativism, right? Mm. You know, where as a collective, you know, people start to decide that okay, now being gay is okay. Whatever, right? You know, if you went back 20, 30, 40 years, society decided that it actually was wrong. You know, people call them bigots or whatever now, you know, or just intolerant assholes or some crap like that. But all of society, like the majority of people believe that way. That's why it is the way it was back then, because mm -hmm. that's the way it was. Clearly, it's not that way now because we live in a moral relative society with mm -hmm. no absolutes so as as soon as the majority begins to say that that is okay then it becomes widely accepted which is a problem yeah it's I'll, a, I'll, I'll go into that yeah after I, finish your thought yeah that's i mean so so you, you can that's you can eventually like society could agree that that okay stealing is okay mm-hmm and as long as they believe it long enough and get the majority, then the 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 moral relative is that a, you know stealing's okay. You you heard about uh, pedophilia being like a sexual orientation identification thing, right? Like gay or bi oh, or like like I, you've heard of this? No, that's oh yeah, yeah. They wanted to throw their hat in the ring too. Mm. Like I, I bet it didn't go over well right now. Uh, this was a couple few years ago. Mm -hmm. And it's still going on. They mm -hmm. still want to be recognized as this is, you know, we're sexually attracted to children and that's yeah. okay. Yeah. So you, and, there's your moral relative right there. You get enough people behind that and yeah. then lock up your daughters. Mm -hmm. Lock them up. And they think it's wrong because they just think it's wrong. They don't go, well, you know, God said. Right. I mean, I mean, there's some people, of course, you know, God said, blah, blah, blah. But 
you know, for society in general. They don't know. They just, I don't think people should have sex with little kids. Mm -mm. Okay, but why? I mean, do you want me to answer that question or is this to the air? Because I can tell you why not. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I can tell you why not too, but you see, like, that's an open-ended argument. Okay, but then you take the argument, you know, to the, what we've all agreed now as a society that being gay is okay. You know, because you just like to put it in, you know, you like to do it with the same people or whatever. Okay? You know, what harm am I doing them? Okay, apparently it's not doing harm to people if you know it's if it's you know adults or something right sure apparently but let's just go with that let's just go with that yeah for this for this right now yeah so okay so you're not hurting anybody by having relations with somebody of your same sex uh-huh. or are you i i totally agree that you're hurting yourself like i don't care if you i don't care personally if you hurt yourself that is none of my business. I don't care what you do mm-hmm. to yourself in the privacy of your own home. Uh-huh. However, I do not think that in the public eye, certain things should be done. I do not believe in public displays of affection. Like, I don't want to see a man and a woman kissing passionately. I don't want to see two women kissing passionately. I don't want to see two men kissing passionately in public. Mm-hmm. Where my could be children will be present to see that because I don't want to have to explain to a four-year-old, a five-year-old or whatever, an eight-year-old what's going on. You know, I have my beliefs and, and I don't, I don't need my children exposed to that kind of smut. <laughs> smut now. making out, bro. It's just a, making out. Look, <laughs> where, where did, where did you learn that that was acceptable? <laughs> When you got to high school, you saw other people doing it. Where did they learn it? Did they get it from the TV? Did, it, did they see it at home? Like, what's going on? Where did this come from? Where did you learn that it's okay to put your tongue down somebody's throat in front of everybody? It's called exhibitionism. You didn't know about that? I know a lot of things about a lot of things, and we can discuss that later. I'm not particularly <laughs> proud of the facts. Okay. Yeah. Whatever. You know, like... Is it against the book? Doesn't really touch down on it, does it? I don't think so. You know why? Why? Wait a minute. Nope, I can't speak to it for any amount of certainty, but it does say that women should hide their beauty. Again, without actual passage to reference, mm. I'm going to I'm going to let that hang. Oh, you're going to let that one. I'm going to let that one hang. Oh, okay. I don't know if I can't find it. Mm-hmm. And I'll come back and, and clarify that point. But if I can't find it, then <laughs> it doesn't exist. So I don't want to fall into the, the trap of, <laughs> the trap, the yeah. trap of, oh, I know what it says because that's what I was told. <laughs> I'm just like, well, do I know that? Yeah, right. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. The stuff that you know for sure. You know, those are the things that are like like in there. And they need to just they just need to either be reinforced, you know? Yeah. Like you need to take the thought past... You take that that thought past, like I've heard, but do I know? Yeah, and that's 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 where I'm at. That's where I've been at for like six months now. You know, you seen you seen that book? It's got like a thousand post-its in it. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. 
You know, people say, oh, you know, I write in the, I write in the ledgers, you know, and blah, blah, blah. And I wear out my book. Okay. Sure. I I use post-its. <laughs> and that's great. You know, like, okay, now, now, you know, self, self-resolve. I need to, I need to resolve this and that and this, and why is that? And is this true? And is that not true? And does it matter? I've come to the place where I don't like, if it doesn't, if it's not in the book, I really don't care. You know, like people are going to make out on the street, whatever that's, that's between them. You know, you can go make out. I got kids. That's fine. You know, let's go this way, you know, but if they see it, they see it. If they don't, they don't. It's not like, it's like, I don't think that they'd be impacted by it, but I don't, I don't even really want to throw opinion at it. Honestly, like I'd rather just, just advert, <laughs> you know, you know, the, uh, the the topic almost entirely because it's just like eh, that's an opinion you know like it, we it it it's like it's not explicitly in the book as far as i'm aware of you know i think i think it's interesting that like something else like close to that would be in there and it's like if you're you know your your uh your brother dies and he has a wife she can come to you and be like in your brother's name give me a kid yeah redeeming your brother but that's only if there was no children between your brother's wife and your brother who passed away. Also, I think that's a public thing. If you look at the book of Ruth, yeah. Yeah, I feel like it's very public, especially when you get shamed with the, the sandal and the spitting. Yeah, yeah which is yeah cultural to be sure, but it, the, the practice of, you know, like, it hey. It says to take off your sandal when you make the agreement. Which is what uh, was it Moab did? He's like, look, if you're giving me the right of redemption, because this is yours, this is yours to do, mm-hmm. then take my sandal. Like I will, just you know, like I don't understand the cultural impacts of it, but it's it's definitely to me like, fine, here's the shirt off of my back. Are you really gonna do this to me? Are you really not going to take up your right of responsibility? Mm-hmm. Like, uh, yeah, that's what I'm going to do. Okay, everybody spit on me now. Okay, well. Public exhibition right there in your Bible. I don't even want to go there with you. I don't even want to. Oh, my goodness. Dang, I destroyed that guy. No, but yeah, man. I mean, opportunity is there. And you know what you're supposed to do and then you don't do it and you get publicly shamed. So obviously there's there's a level of, of publicism in, in some of the acts, you know. That, well, there's a lot of publicism in, yeah. in the law. So I think that's interesting. Like, no, no offense to what you were saying earlier about kids, you know, and, and people making out. But like, yo, like she can just walk up to you in front of everybody and be like, okay, you know my bro, he's gone. Like I need, he needs to be redeemed. Yeah, you, your brother. Mm-hmm. He said, my my bro. And I was like, Yeah, but that would, that would be her. You know what I mean? Like, my bro's gone. Oh, I get you. Yeah, yeah sorry. It's, 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 yeah, no, I totally miffed that one. Yeah, yeah no, yeah. Like, wait a minute. Yeah, no, yeah. That, that's even, that relationship's already wrong. You'd be like, no, thank you. Um, <laughs> Just not going to do that. <laughs> no. I'm going to go ahead and pass on that one because he says not to do that. I'm just going to put you back in Alabama where you belong. <laughs> <laughs> you can't be throwing people under the bus like that you know like they i don't know what's going on down there 
That's, uh, all, that's all hearsay until I see it for my own eyes. Well, maybe they'll be ex- exhibiting that out in the public. Hopefully, you never do. Well, okay. Okay. <laughs> so, what about if uh, a man is discovered laying with a woman in the field? Yeah. You know that law, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, maybe you shouldn't be doing the field. You should be in the forest. Uh, no, I'm just playing. Like, clearly, no, 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 clearly no. acts like, out there. Yeah, clearly acts like that should be done in privacy. And that's the whole thing. Yeah. Like, and that one can be inferred to be explicitly sexual, but where do you draw the line? Mm. Like, I think, okay, hold hands. That's fine. You can, you can, you can explain that one away to any child. Any child can understand holding hands. You're just leading them along or whatever. But putting your tongue down somebody's throat, nipping at their neck, doing all kinds of other pseudo sexual, pseudo sexual, pseudo sexual acts. If not full blown coitus and intercourse publicly, that that all needs to just be kept, you know, private. We're so far. <laughs> look, look. I feel very strongly about this. Okay. No way. <laughs> no, I don't believe you. Yes, because let's. I mean, honestly, the people that raised me, my grandparents, they came up World War II veteran grandfather. Oh my and goodness, yeah. baby boomer grandmother. It's not weird that there's a huge age gap. They're like in his nineties, and she's going to be having a birthday at some point. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, and so my morality. <laughs> outside of the Bible is based on this idea that there's just some things you don't do in the public eye. <laughs> and it's not, it's not necessarily forbidden in Torah, but it's also not given any kind of positive light either. It's kind of one of those things where, you know, the the culture and the time is going to determine, but this is how far you're allowed to go with that. This is the law that says do not do. So everything before that, the judges will decide. Mm-hmm. But when you cross this, that's that's it. You you know the crime and punishment. Right? <laughs> it's like if a woman lays with an ox, you got to st- stone her, burn the animal. or more, I think it's burn them both, isn't it? <laughs> They're both to be put to death. Yes. And you don't get to eat it. No. What? No. That vile beast is known woman. No. Seriously. That's not food anymore. That's defiled. That's yeah. an abomination. Yeah, it's abomination. Yeah. Abomination. Should have told sure. the Greeks that. <laughs> Wouldn't have had this minotaur in this labyrinth business. <laughs> Where's these centaurs coming from? Just these frolicking druids in the forest. <laughs> <laughs> that's why it doesn't matter if it's a field or a forest <laughs> okay 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 right. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna bring us back you're the train conductor choo choo <laughs> so i mean we were we were getting into the sabbath and shabbat and i i have to resolve right i have to resolve these things for myself and like okay you know people could say a hebrew day is from sundown to sundown right Based can, off of lunar observance of the you, Hebrew calendar. Oh, okay, whatever. That's science. Yeah, don't be sciencing me with your your calendar <laughs> that isn't in the Bible. Okay, it doesn't exist in there. Your calendar. There's inferred calendars. Yes, 
but there's no way to know for sure if what is being used now was, you know, is is an accurate representation of then because we don't have, you know, Messiah out here, you know, saying yes or no. Okay. He, did, he didn't disagree with what they're doing. So we know that he's right. Like they were doing it right. We could probably make the assumption that they have the right day because he never talked about, you know, what, you know, don't you know it's tomorrow or whatever. Like he never says anything. He never corrects them in that. And he sure does a whole lot of like, you know, you know, do as they say, not as they do kind of stuff. And so I'm sure they were saying and doing like Shabbat right. So um, I'm like, okay, well, how do you know it's really sundown to sundown though? I mean, like we have Gregorian days, whatever. But can I even trust the history books, right? And the answer to that is, of course, no. I still can't trust the history books because history books are written by the people that win. Correct. Anybody that's smart would know that. And so what? where where is it in, in, in the Bible? And I'm like, okay, well, there's this guy, you know, Nehemiah, right? Nehemiah, yeah. Just want to make sure I said his, uh, hopefully I said his name right. But... Not only is he one that actually speaks speaks out against what people are doing on the Sabbath, but then they kind of confirm, you know, the the observance of the day. And then you understand that, of course, yes, all the days are actually night to night. And so in Nehemiah chapter 13, and then uh, I think it is verses... Yeah, it, it starts really in verse 18, but we, you can kind of like get some context in verse 17 where he says, Then I contended with the nobles of Yehuda, and said to them, What evil matter is this that you are doing profaning the Sabbath day? Did your fathers not, or excuse me, yeah, did not your fathers do the same so that our Elohim brought all this evil on us, on this city, Yet you bring added wrath on Israel by, by by profaning the Sabbath. And it came to be when the gates of Jerusalem were shaded, you know, sun going down, before the Sabbath that I commanded the doors be shut and commanded that they would not be opened until after the Sabbath. And I stationed some of my servants at the gates so that no burdens would be brought in on the Sabbath day. And the merchants and the, uh, and sellers of all kinds of wares spent the night, the night outside Yerushalayim once or twice. And I warned them and said to them, "Why do you spend the night around the wall? If you do so again, I lay hands on you." <laughs> For that time on, they came no more on the Sabbath, right? Yeah, I would say that pretty well uh, puts you in in terms of. How the observance should go, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's definitely sundown to sundown. That makes sense. Yeah. That's... Because we've been, we, the, the Jewish people have been doing it for, like, ever. As far as I know. Yeah. Like, even during the Spanish Inquisition and, and all other kinds of of things, you know, it's, there's a secret Shabbat services and basements and everything. That's It's always, always been done at night. There's no, there is no point where you can identify and then this guy changed it to Sunday. Oh, yeah. Because there's there's records, according to the Romans, where, and now the day of worship is on Sunday. Yeah. It's a thing. No, they, 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 they absolved to that. They, they, they like it. They're like, yeah, we did that. That's us. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
So yeah, like they're happy about it. I should bring that. I should I should get that one back out so that way I have it down, like the dates and stuff because it's it's pretty pathetic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's first you take away our land, then you take away our Shabbat. <laughs> This is why I pro- this is why I have a problem with the Romans, okay? And they try to rebuild their empire. Talked up with them Nazis in World War II. Oh my gosh, this guy. Yeah. This rubble, 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 rubble. Is that where you're gonna go with this one? No. They were they were, they were in cahoots, I tell you. The whole world thinks the Jews are in control of gold and money and everything, though, but you're like, those Romans. It's the time traveling Nazis and the Romans. I'm telling you. Time travelers. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna get them all <laughs> forward and backward. Let's go. <laughs> like what? No, no. Look, look. Okay, this this is just a part of Jewish comedy. <laughs> it's, it's, okay. it's a lot of Jewish comedy itself. Sounds like a satire. <laughs> Have you seen any Mel Brooks? <laughs> the whole thing is satirical. The com- I mean. We have a whole book that's just a commentary on another book. Actually, it's a series of volumes split across two different regions after the dispersion. Talmud is interesting. Not as, like, authoritative text, but just how it came to be. Yeah, yeah. It's it's fun talking to people that don't know anything. And then they're like, okay, well, you know, um, man, how did that conversation start? I'm I'm trying to remember. Oh yeah, okay. So they they were asking, okay, well, you know, is is isn't it isn't it a kippa or uh you know uh was it a yamaka? Yeah, yeah, yamaka, right? And I was like, yeah, but that's from Talmud. Oh, what's Talmud? It's from the Mishnah. <laughs> what's the Mishnah? <laughs> really, really, you're gonna go there with me, dude? Hey, what do you know? Do you know anything? No. Okay. Well, don't, don't, don't try to talk to me like you know anything, when you don't understand where like any of these thought processes even come from. You know, like, like Talmud being raised to Torah is bad. Yes, but Talmud in and of itself is not bad. No, not at all. We have our own Talmud. People don't even think about that. Like Christians have their own Talmud, and you'll see that they'll do the same thing that Jews will do when they're like, "Oh, you show know that, right?" Mm. And like, okay, okay, it's time to it's time to set, set the plate. We're gonna have dinner. Uh, I'm, nope, nope. Dad, dad needs to pray first. We always pray over the food, and you can tell that they've raised it and they think it's a sin when you start to do it. And they go, "Ah, mm, ah, see, look right there. He's not." You know, and then of course because they're offended. If you didn't get offended, it wouldn't have been raised to like you know sin level, right? Right. Hmm. It's not a transgression against God to eat before you pray over the food. Yeah. Just like. In Jewish tradition, it's not a sin to not pray over the food after you've eaten it, thanking him for it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know? Just. Yeah. But nobody. But I mean, like, like they don't even understand. Yeah, you have your own Talmud. You don't even know. Yeah. I'm not saying it's bad. No. No. No, praying, praying before over your food is, before yeah. you eat, is, it's wonderful. It's yeah, great. It's, that's, a, that's a good tradition, sure. But, tradition. you know. Tradition. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's really what it is. Yep. Yeah. But, it's like, I mean, honestly, we can get into this too. Hanukkah is a tradition. Yes. It is not a holiday. It is a tradition. Yes. It's recognition of the second dedication of... Yeah, they missed the, the rededication cup, right? of the, uh, the, the temple. temple. Yeah. 
and the remembering of the Maccabees and the struggles that we had against the Greeks. Like, that's Jewish history. Mm -hmm. So you might even say that it was secular. You could, yeah. I mean, sure. I mean, we give praise unto God, but everything... Jews give praise unto God for everything. That's what we do yeah. because we know. Yeah, everything yeah. is because of you. We had nothing to do with anything. Dianu, Dianu, <laughs> yeah, Dianu, yeah. It's beautiful. Mm -hmm. Yeah, tired of dealing with it. Like birthdays, they're tradition. Tradition. It's a good tradition. Maybe. I'm questioning well, that one. Are, now. Okay, what evidence do you have to the contrary? Um, I'm curious. I'm not argumentative. I'm oh, like, sure. Well, I don't know where this is coming from. Oh uh, well, you know, like, what did you do to deserve anything? Okay, cool. It's been one year. What did you do? I'd rather celebrate something you did than just, you know, a. I'm one year older now. I I deserve gifts. I guess that's one way of looking at that's, it. That's I mean, it's it's destruct it's it's really destructive, especially to children. Because they didn't earn anything. And what are you teaching them? You're teaching them the same crap, you know, when they go to you know, they, they go play their sports, right? Everybody wins. No, there's clearly a loser. You guys just like to throw that under the bus and make everybody feel like they don't have to even try and attempt. And it's the same thing with a birthday. That's all it's doing. It's foreshadowing of, you know. Your own selfishness. I deserve to have it. No. You know what you should do on your birthday? I've already said this a bunch of times. You should go take out your mom. You should go take her out and go do whatever she wants to do. She 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 took care of you for nine months. Mm -hmm. You know, give or take whatever. You know, if you're a special child and you're born and whatever. But she took care of you. Why don't you go take care of her on your birthday? That means more to her. It's not that I disagree with you in any capacity mm. because I don't feel like my own birthday is worth a crap. Like I don't care. Yeah. It's just a, no, it's just another day in the calendar. Yeah, it's just a I'll drop go to work on it on whatever I gotta do. And the only reason why it means anything to me is because other people wanna celebrate it. Other people wanna celebrate me. Yeah. And I'm okay with that. I'm okay with other people being like, look, because we love you. You're going to sit there and you're going to wear this stupid hat and you're going to sing these stupid songs and you're going to deal with it and listen because this is what we want. My grandmother, my mother, the people that actually put the effort into making sure that I would live to be old enough to take care of myself. Absolutely. Yeah. So that's. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so I agree with you on, on that front to that point, but I can't honestly say that birthdays in and of themselves are bad. It's an anniversary of the day that she came into this world. Yeah. And maybe there's nothing grandiose that you did, but you could also take the time and think about what impact did you have? What impact did you have? Who did you help this mm. past year? You know, and then come around Rosh Hashanah, you, you think of it as, well, it's Rosh Hashanah. It's the new year. It's like <laughs> this, this big community thing. Nation of Israel made it another year. Yeah. In the the secular new year. I bet they sing Dainu. I'm not sure. I know that apples and honey are a big deal, though. Yeah, yeah, apples and honey. I, it's, honestly, I've been a bad holiday Jew. <laughs> That's really what it comes down to. I wasn't raised in it. I just I went into the book and was like, these are the things that you're supposed to do. Okay, 
And then I didn't get much further than Exodus. <laughs> no, for a long time, I kept looping back Genesis. Cool. Great stories. Exodus. Awesome. Genesis. <laughs> Exodus. You're missing some instruction. I'm missing a lot. There's, you're missing instruction. I know. You got to get through at least Deuteronomy. I know. The Torah. I know. Not the Tanakh, but the Torah. Yeah. And and believe me, I know. I know that. that but it's just like you. You know, there was a time that everything left of Matthew wasn't important. Yeah. Yeah, and every, everything right of Exodus. Everything to the right of Exodus <laughs> was, pass. was beyond my grasp, <laughs> was beyond my ability to understand. Because I did try to get through Numbers and Leviticus, and it was just like, oh, oh, oh. you know, I was, I, was, I was doing this on my own. I was 10 years old trying to work my way through this thing. That's what that's when I started my halakha. Was, yeah. was 10 years old. That's when I knew. And you know what you were missing? And then rabbi, a teacher. Yeah, you were missing friends, instruction. Father, people to teach me how this thing was supposed you're to missing, work. Yeah, you're missing instruction. It only took me 20 years later to find it. <laughs> well, no, I would say 10 years later, give or take, because that's when you and I started hanging out. But. <laughs> I'm not instruction. No, 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 no. <laughs> because you weren't at the level of rabbi yet, but you still had more knowledge about what was to the right of Exodus. Because you started pointing out prophecies and was like, that's not an Exodus. No, you have to look in Daniel. Daniel, what's that? And so I start. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, so yeah. I expanded past Exodus because there was stuff that you wanted me to look at to prove this thing that you called Christianity, mm. which I now realize wasn't proof of Christianity. It was proof of Messiah's coming and having had been and the promised future thereafter. Right. Yeah. yeah he's right there in Isaiah just for you, too. Or Messiah has to come first. And, right. You know. And Isaiah is another one. I didn't look at the prophets. Yeah. yeah. Well, so, Isaiah is a great read. So there you go. Yeah. I was I didn't have the missing component of I'm not gonna say a rabbi, not a teacher, but guidance into what happens after Moses. Like Moses was great. Love me some Moses. <laughs> Dig that guy. <laughs> Moses is a badass. He was. Yeah, he's a badass. And just like virtually every other hero in Judaism of the Hebrew people, he was also flawed. Well, close. that's why, that's how, you know, the bigger your faults, like, the more you get to get used. Yeah. You know, yeah. Like I, I used to hear, like, you know, it's an upside down kingdom. I don't think so, so much. I think it, it's not upside down kingdom. If you can figure out, like, okay, how come that lady came in, you know, and she started washing his feet and she gave him all the best everything. The best she had. Yeah. And then, I mean, that, 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 that metaphor goes so far. It goes way past that moment. And, you know, like, the more that you know what's wrong with you, you know, like, you have that, that deeper love, that deeper trust for, for him in that. Because, you know, I needed this. I needed your instruction. I needed you to lead me in the right direction. I needed you to hit me around a couple times. I needed that black eye, right? I needed I needed to lose a finger here, right? Mm -hmm. You know, that's like they're flawed because I mean that's the the turning point, right? Yep. Yeah, and the and the it's like I mean you could say like the harder you fall, but it's not that. 
it's it's just the more that you know that you don't know right and then that's that's like the real big turning moment. at least it was for me it was like the real big turning moment yeah i honestly i don't remember why 10 years old i was i was drawn into it because that's what it was i was drawn into it and and now my mother in her later years has been drawn in now she's coming to it from the jesus guy he's a jesus guy right because he like, lifted on the third day that was that's that's her understanding <laughs> of it day, dude but she she comes from a more Jewish background than I did. Like she's got the stories to support certain things. Oh yeah. And so she and I can actually sit down and have conversations about religion now, which wasn't something we were ever able to do before, because she rejected for a long time the Jewish heritage, and that's personal family reasons that I'm not going to throw under the bus for. I will sure. honor my mother. And so, what's really cool is that. She knows that I I studied uh, the Torah to the best of my abilities from 10 on. Like, she was there for that. She saw it. And she knows that I walked into the Messianic side where understanding and accepting Messiah. Now, she's following behind me, doing it in a more pseudo-Christian way. But she's never... See, her whole thing, and this is what's been a big, big roadblock for me, too, because this is what I grew up hearing. No one comes between me and God. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now keep that in mind without any understanding that the Messiah is not coming in between you two. You don't have to go to the Messiah be like, Hey, Yeshua. So like there's this flaw inside of me and I would totally appreciate it. If you could like talk to the most high and, and relay this message. Because I don't pray to the Messiah. I pray to God. And I know that the Messiah is the reason why I get to do that. Yes. Because I'm a filthy, filthy, filthy creature beneath the sight of something so good, so pure, and so loving as, as Abba, the Father's God, right? Yeah. We get that. But that doesn't mean I have to, instead of looking straight ahead, look to the right hand of the throne and talk to that guy. To have that guy talk to the father. No disrespect to Messiah, but, you know, keeping it light. Um, I, I can pray to God. I pray to God. God straight up and down. Knowing that I am allowed to. And I think that's what a lot of people don't get. Hmm. It's not that you can't talk to God. You have to talk to Jesus. It's you get to talk to God. Because of Yeshua. Right? <laughs> I mean, do you agree with me? Do you disagree with me? I, I, just... I do have other thoughts. Okay. If you, if you want to go down that road. I don't see why not. Okay. So, he is not... He's not a roadblock. But he is also a roadblock. I'm going to need you to elaborate that point. Yeah. So... You don't get to get to the Father without him. Mm -hmm. But when you talk to him, he is the Father. Not like the Trinity or whatever, but he says, you know, my words are on my own. I only do what the Father tells me to do. I only speak his words. So when you see me, you've seen him. So even though you're praying to Father, 
you might actually like that one might like land over here. And it's more like a petition, like he's just going to raise them up or not. All right. Like this one needs your attention. This one is on them. This one I'm going to handle whatever. I don't know how that relationship works. Um, but you have to have him. Certainly. Certainly. And that's the hard part, right? And that's the, the, the real hard part in, in Judaism is, you know, like, like that actually came down, you know, and, and no one, no one saw the father, but me, right? No one's seen him, but me, no one's heard his words, but me. And so he is, you know, he is the path in which you reach the father. Right. Yeah. And so you can feel comfortable. Like I would totally agree. You, you feel comfortable talking as if you're talking to the father. But just know that if you're not in Messiah and what that means and, and, and you know, like following the living Torah, right, mm -hmm. that that prayer doesn't even go anywhere anyways. Which I have evidence in my life to support. Right. Like I've prayed yeah. before accepting Messiah, knowing Messiah, realizing Messiah, and I have prayed after. And I'm not saying that my petitions after have been granted, whereas my ones before have not. Mm-hmm. But definitely things started moving in my life after realizing that the Messiah was the key to the gate that gets me to the Father. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Sitting here ringing the doorbell. Sitting at the intercom. <laughs> uh, God, help. <laughs> and this is finally like, Hey, probably want to look under that doormat. Huh? What? Oh, sweet. And now I'm in. And it's just like, I don't know. I, I See, if you look at it this way, where I have to call you to talk to your dad, like, hey, Kurt, X, Y, Z, A, B, C. Okay, cool. I'll tell my dad. And then I get a call back. So, yeah, it was, da -da -da -da, That's that's the way that, I think a lot of people from my background look at it. Yeah. Yeah. For it's sure. like you, we're playing a game of telephone. But the way I look at it is I call the house and whoever answers is going to respond to what I need. But they sound very similar on the phone. So I don't know who I'm actually talking to, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so is the man of the house there? That's me. <laughs> Are you guys having dinner right now? Perfect. I'd like to talk to you about a couple of things. <laughs> <laughs> right? Well, actually, we just sat down to supper. Great. Let Perfect. me tell you about this. Have you heard of these knives from Cut? <laughs> <laughs> We're... <laughs> <laughs> can you call back in 10 minutes i'll have food in my mouth please <laughs> it's just like it was Anyways. such a different time uh, yeah that's gone yeah so i mean that relationship's complicated to even comprehend you know like, let alone explain yeah you can't you can't necessarily even like explain it and so you know you you like when you're coming bold before the throne, it's not like, yo, get out of the way. You know, like I'm just going to push Messiah up to the it's side. Like, I get to walk up there. Yeah. And then the lightning bolt and of the non-existence hits you, you know, because you can go to the book of Ruth about like, what's going to happen there. Is he going to raise the scepter or not? Right. Well, are you getting past the seraphim with the burning sword? <laughs> the, not the burning swords, but like the, 
Like, come on. But but your 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 prayer should be bold to the throne. To the throne. Yes. Right? Yeah. And so, yeah. So feel confident in your prayer to that direction. You know, and then as long as we don't, as long as it, it's like we're, we need to talk to the Father, like that's where it needs to go. And I, I've changed that in my prayer life too. Or I really, I'm, I'm making sure that I'm, I'm trying to talk to Him. Mm-hmm. And it seems to be much, <laughs> much more impactful, and uh, very much heard, and either yes or no's, very, very clear yes or mm-hmm. no's, uh, except for you know, like uh, some, some harder questions where I need to fast on, and then just show Him that I'm serious about this, and so. You know, I really need an answer about this. But other than that, like, yeah, no, the the the, the prayers they change, you know, and and how he answers, like, it's 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 you're not sitting there guessing. Okay, give me, give me, give me, show me. And then a you're sign. like, yeah, and then you're 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 you know, thirteen weeks in, and then you're waiting on a feeling that's going to okay, yeah, he, no, I I think he answered. <laughs> What do you mean you think? Yeah, right. Exactly. What do, what do you, you think? What do you mean you think? Like we're not. Is, is this he, is not the time to to think. Okay. Are you just affirming what you already believe, or are you actually shutting up and listening to what's what's yeah. being told to you? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Because it sounds like you're just going off of what you believe. <laughs> like replace think with I believe. I believe he gave me the answer. It's okay to get butt fucked. <laughs> <laughs> no, stop. Just saying. It's it's just quit being quit stop just just stop <laughs> just stop it okay Sorry, dude this guy I can't make this stuff up just look at the words printed in the book it doesn't work that way I can tell you we should get into that later like we can we can talk that one through next time like you should remember this thought I'll have to listen to this and then bring it up as the very first thing that you say and we can go down this crazy road. So, yeah, because uh, we need to end this here. We're we're a little long. Does this mean you got to trim it down or what? I, I don't think so. I oh. think I think it'll upload. You know what? It better upload. No, 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 no. It will. It will. Okay, Diana. Yeah, it's <laughs> Diana. <laughs> telling you, <laughs> things have happened, and it's always there was enough time to clean up. <laughs> You know, get the last of the chores done. It's always, yeah. Last thought. Remember that time that he just stopped the sun from setting? <laughs> Thank you, everybody. I've been Justin. Take it away, Kurt. <laughs> you want to talk about... No, dude. I want to end it, man. <laughs> okay. Thank you, Justin.